Does the worldwide pandemic mean the end of the world? Are we in the Great Tribulation? Is Bill Gates preparing the mark of the beast with his ID 2020 tattoos? Should Christians start stockpiling food, cash, and weapons? Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I'm delighted to have with me in the studio of the day my two colleagues, Colonel Tim Moore, our Associate Evangelist, and Nathan Jones, our Internet Evangelist. Nathan, you're the one who handles most of the email messages that come into this ministry concerning Bible prophecy. What are the hottest topics these days? <laughs> what isn't a hot topic these days? <laughs> 2020 has really been a terrible, terrible year, hasn't it? I mean, we started with swarms of locusts devouring most of Asia, murder hornets being found in Washington, killer uh, ticks in, in, over in Russia. Then, of course, you got natural disasters going on, earthquakes, volcanoes going, and don't even mention the political upheaval with the COVID coronavirus locking the world down. And then you've got the result of the anger with race riots and, and just school shutdowns and you name it. Uh, people are wondering if that's leading up to the tribulation because as all these, these different things happen, they're the, the big signs that point to the Bible. So people are wondering, are all these signs leading up to something? In fact, they even go further than that. Some of them are asking, are we in the tribulation? Right. Like, for instance, Bill Gates is proposing this ID 2020 initiative. Is that the mark of the beast? So that's a hot topic right now, the mark of the beast. Are we living in the tribulation and the signs of the end times? Well, certainly uh, pestilence is one of the things that's mentioned uh, in the tribulation. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why people are wondering, well, are we on the verge of it? Is it about to begin? Are we in it? And, uh, so let's just start off with the question. Are we in the tribulation now? Okay, emphatically, no, we are not in the tribulation. Jesus promised that as Christians who are Christ followers, then people would obviously, uh, if they hate Christ, they're going to hate Christians. We're going to have little sufferings. I call those little T tribulations. But we're talking about an event, the tribulation, That's big right. T. It's like the flood was God's wrath being poured out upon the world. God's wrath will be poured out of the world again in a seven year event called the tribulation. But yes, we have little tribulations now, but we are not living in the tribulation. I couldn't agree more. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Nathan, what Jesus said to us in John chapter 16, verse 33, He says, In the world you will have tribulation. And certainly we do as Christians. Uh, everyone who lives in the world has tribulation. So we're experiencing more and more of that. Little t, tribulation, troubles, and yet not the tribulation that we are anticipating to come upon the world uh, prior to Jesus' second coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, uh, you have done some writing about this uh, tattoo thing that uh, Bill Gates has come up with. Oh, ID 2020. So, yeah, tell us what it is. What What is this thing? Well, it's a little hard to pin down because there's a lot of conspiracy theory about it. And as a result, the Internet has been actually trying to delete a lot of the material on ID 2020. Oh. They're trying to, because they're saying it's conspiracy theory that it has to be erased. And so social media has been blocking and censoring it. But there's some kernels of truth to it. For one, Bill Gates is just one of many companies that want to get behind what's called the ID 2020 initiative. It's to 
give vaccines to third world country people, mostly children and babies, and then put in them a tracking chip and a tattoo. It's now it's not a visible tattoo. It's their micro dots are called quantum dots. You need a special light to be able to see them. But that way, then they gets there's a beneficial side to it. It's giving vaccines to poor and needy. But we're tar talking about now starting to track people and keeping track of vaccines and then giving people a digital ID, which then will they will be judged based on getting for jobs. Did you have the vaccines? Well, according to your, your digital data, no. So there's a lot of fear that this is the beginnings of the mark of the beast. And a lot of people are starting to tie this digital ID to a possible precursor to the mark of the beast. Well, more and more people are writing in and asking if uh, it's possible for them to take the mark of the beast accidentally. I would say absolutely not. I think the Scripture is very clear when the Antichrist himself institutes this mark of the beast together with the false prophet, it will be in order to control people and to require almost a seal of loyalty. I'll use a, the phrase a branding. So today, uh, I, last week I was out in Wyoming and I, I did some horseback riding with my my family, and I noticed that the brand on the horses we were riding had a, uh, a letter and then an ichthus, a Christian fish. And so, obviously, the owner was indicating that he has faith. And so, I think that this mark of the beast will be a, a brand, if you will, showing an allegiance or a loyalty to the Antichrist as well as a requirement for people to be able to buy and sell, as the Scripture speaks to. That will not be an accidental thing. People will, I won't say willingly, but they will knowingly engage in allowing themselves to receive this mark. And so, that we're not there yet, and it won't be accidental. Anything you want to add to that? I think a lot of the conspiracy theory about ID 2020 becoming the mark of the beast is the misinterpretation of the word epi, which means in. The mark of the beast is on the skin. Epi means on or about. And so people read the King James Version, they'll say, well, that says in. That means it must be a microchip or something hidden or tracking. But the Apostle John in Revelation saw the mark on the forehead or the right hand. He read it. It was the name of the Antichrist or his number. So I totally agree with Tim. This is a loyalty mark. And we got to remember, too, that this mark will not be instituted till halfway into exactly. the tribulation Great time. Point. Incidentally, uh, we may have some people watching who don't even have any idea what we're talking about. What is the mark of the beast? Well, the mark of the beast, if you go to Revelation 13, it talks about how the Antichrist will go into Jerusalem and he will go into the newly built Jewish temple and declare himself to be God. His false prophet, his high priest, sets up an image to be worshipped and demands that everybody worship the Antichrist by taking his mark either on his head or his forehead. That's the name of the Antichrist or his number 666. Now, you can't buy or sell unless you have that mark. So, it's a way of forcing people to swear allegiance to Satan. Now, it means once you take it, and the Bible is very emphatic about this, once you take it, you have lost any chance of salvation. You have declared your loyalty to Satan. And that's why people don't need to fear the mark today. For one, we're not halfway into the tribulation when it will be instituted. Timing. And two, it's a loyalty mark. Just like Tim said, you know what you're doing, and you know you're declaring your allegiance to Antichrist and Satan. It's not something that will accidentally be done to you, and then you lose your chance of salvation. All right, now we have a major <clears throat> televangelist right now who is telling people they need to prepare bunkers. Mm. They need to stock up on food, water, ammunition to get ready for the tribulation because we are right on the threshold. What is your response to that? I would say absolutely 
we should always be prepared to give a defense, to give an explanation for the faith that is within us. And there are elements to where we should be prepared to help our neighbors, uh, our fellow men and women who are suffering even in this present age. But to become a prepper uh, is taking it to an extreme that I think is, is unwise for Christians. And to think that we should be prepared to live through the tribulation, absolutely not. Uh, that is something that the Scripture never tells us to do, never tells us to be that extreme in our preparation. Fact, it tells us we're not going to be here. It tells us we're not going to be here. Exactly right. So you, you I might wonder be, when you're going to get around to well, that. Well, that's the, that's the <laughs> bottom line, obviously. No, we're not going to be here, and we should not be focused on preparing for an event that we're not going to experience, we should be focused on helping others even now. That's why, yeah, if you have food, share your food. If you have provisions and there's a time of natural disaster, so obviously oh, yeah. whether it's a, a power outage, whether it's a storm, a natural calamity, Christians should be the first ones who are ready to assist others. But to prepare for the tribulation, no sir, not at all. I like what you said. As these natural disasters, these these roars and rumors of wars, ethnos versus ethnos, the ten signs that Jesus gave in Luke 21 said they're going to increase in frequency and intensity leading up to the rapture and then into the tribulation. So yeah, we got to <clears throat> excuse me, prepare now for that. But how do you prepare for the tribute? How can you stock up enough water and guns and food <laughs> no. to survive seven years of 21 judgments of God destroying no. the earth? You just can't. There's not enough to store. And, and I think beyond all those, those provisions, I think Christians should be spiritually and mentally prepared mm -hmm. for all the troubles we're experiencing <clears throat> right now. As Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. Think about the trouble that is impacting men and women all around us today. Christians should be ready, again, to be able to assist. And a lot of that comes spiritually and just through mental preparation, sometimes through physical preparation. I, I talk about a woman who went down in the, uh, the crash on the Hudson and now speaks about the fact that most of the people on that airplane were unable to actually help others around them because they were so overwhelmed. Her faith gave her a sense of calm and peace, and she was able to assist those who found themselves distraught. We as Christians should be so grounded in Christ, so confident in our, our ultimate salvation, and we are, that we can help those in a time of need, even right now. And we certainly should not live in fear. No. Fear comes from one person, Satan. Yes. We should look forward to the future with hope. Perfect Most love definitely. casts out fear. As Christians, this is a fearful time, no, no doubt. But as Christians, we have that perfect we love. We have not in us. been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the ability to overcome all of these troubles. And all I can say is, Amen. Amen. Here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, we have several outstanding Bible prophecy speakers who are available to preach and teach at churches and conferences. Let me take a moment to introduce them to you. First, there is Colonel Tim Moore, our Associate Evangelist and my designated successor. Then there is Nathan Jones, our Internet Evangelist and my co-host on this program. We also have two outstanding Assistant Evangelists who serve the ministry part-time. One is Dr. Patrick Oliver who is Director of the Criminal Justice Program at Cedarville University in Ohio. He is also the former Police Chief of Columbus, Ohio. Our other Assistant Evangelist is Pastor Vic Batista of Florida. Vic can preach in either English or Spanish. We are a faith ministry, so we charge no fees for our services. We just expect the host group to cover all expenses and provide a love offering for our ministry. You can find more detailed information about each of these Bible prophecy speakers on our website at lamblion.com. Give us a call.
Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion of whether or not we are currently in the tribulation. We've responded to that question with an emphatic no. no. <laughs> so, Dave, what's your next question? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, we have recently experienced uh, some of the worst rioting mm -hmm. in the modern history of our nation. We've seen places looted and burned down and all kinds of things. Is this sort of a, an indication of what it's going to be like when the rapture occurs? It's interesting. When you talk, the Bible talks about the restrainer being removed from this earth at the rapture. And a lot of people interpret that's the work of the Holy Spirit through yes. the church. Obviously, the Holy Spirit works during the tribulation because people get saved. So, what you've got is a world that's given a terrible crisis. Millions of people disappear, and there's no church to respond to it. And it's very interesting that as this COVID 19 coronavirus crisis has been happening, We've seen people forget the social distances and forget keeping staying home, go out marching in the streets, burning, looting. And the churches, though, are still being required to minimize their openings or stay closed. And to me, that really resonates. I think that's God giving us an idea of what it will be like just after rapture. Here, world, this is a taste of what's going to mm. come after the rapture. But I think it will be a hundred times worse. Oh, absolutely. Because it will not be confined to uh, just the uh, in, uh, business districts. It's going to go out into the neighborhoods. People are going to be consumed by fear. Something has to cause a one world leader to rise up and, and declare peace and safety. And so, why not have millions of people disappearing? Here, we know there's many Christians in China, so obviously China will be hit as well. And we need someone who comes as a peacemaker to bring peace to a troubled land. And that's a great way to, I think for that that, to happen. I think that's a great point in that mm -hmm. when the rapture occurs and the world descends into chaos and absolute unrest, I mean, you can imagine the rioting we've seen just multiplied by 100 in this country and all over the world, mm -hmm. that many will clamor for someone to restore order. We've used quotes in the past of a Belgian Prime Minister who said, give us a man who can fix this problem, be he God or be he devil, we will follow him. And so, when the world descends into chaos, this one individual will say, I can make things right. I can restore order and, you know, make the trains run on time as Adolf Hitler offered back in the 30s in uh, Germany. And many will clamor for just such a person to rise up and to at least settle all of the unrest. So, I do believe that we have now seen in our own country a little taste, I like that word Nathan, of exactly what will happen following the tribulation, or following the rapture, excuse me. That oh, God right. gives us that. I mean, He's telling the world, this is what the future holds. This is a small mm. taste of each of these different yeah. things. Repent and return to me. That's the message. Okay, fellas, in the first part of this uh, program we emphatically said, no, no, we're not in the tribulation. But I, I wonder, when you consider all of the things happening around the world today, the locust invasions, the, you know, the volcanic uh, eruptions, the increasing earthquakes, and, and the violence and immorality and so forth, would you say that we are on the threshold of the tribulation? We're not in it, but could we be, say we are on the threshold of it? Very much so. I think the Lord Himself said that there will be birth pangs leading up to the time of His return. And so, we are witnessing those birth pangs. We're witnessing an increase in intensity and frequency of natural disasters. Now, these, these man-made or these man-inspired unrest uh, type of episodes. And so, they are increasing in intensity and in frequency just as the Lord foretold. Recently, uh, you, uh, in our discussion so far, you all have mentioned two or three times a pre-tribulation rapture and the church being taken out that we will certainly suffer persecution and tribulation, but not be in the great tribulation. 
Well, in that regard, one of the best known Christian spokesmen in America today, a Messianic Jew, recently published a major book in which he argued against the pre-tribulation rapture, and he said that people who believe in it are motivated by a fear of having to face the Antichrist. And that, that is the reason they believe, they have deluded themselves into believing in a pre-tribulation rapture because they are escapists who are afraid to face the Antichrist. They are not hero guys like him and his friends who are going to stand and face the Antichrist. You know, I, excuse me, but I have very little empathy for these people. If you are such a super martyr, go to Iran, stand on a corner and start preaching and you will there be you martyred go. for You'll Christ. You will be martyred for you Christ. Don't have to, you don't have to prove your worth. Uh, the, Jesus says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship in one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His sons, cleanse us from all sins. Uh, correction, that's John who said that in 1 John 1, 7. Our sins are forgiven. We, we don't need to enter the tribulation to go through some kind of purification process that allows us then to go to heaven. Jesus' blood on the cross purifies us from all sins and therefore we are saved. So, this idea that we have to live in the tribulation, and that's usually the reasoning is that we have to, there's a purification process yeah. for the church, is unbiblical. Jesus Himself would have to be called an escapist because He promised us throughout the Bible in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 and, and John 14 and other places that the church, His bride, will be taken off this earth and go up to Heaven with Him before His wrath well, comes the upon the world. The view you're mentioning there really turns the uh tribulation into a Protestant purgatory. It does. Perfectly said. Yes, it does. <laughs> Scripture says that Jesus knows how to rescue us from the wrath which is to come. And I would actually turn this around. Instead of focusing on fear of the Antichrist, I would ask, are we to fear the devil? Because he roams about right now like a prowling lion. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. answer is ironically both yes and no. Yes, we are to have due regard, respect, for him, respect yeah. and recognize that he is always on the prowl, and therefore we cannot take him for granted or take his fiery darts for granted. We must stay grounded in the Word. We must stay committed to the Lord, lest the devil undermine our testimony, lest he tear us down to make yet another example of a fallen Christian to the world who is which is watching. But at the same time, we do not fear the devil because Christ has already conquered Amen. death and overcome. And so, the devil is defeated, but we have to live in this dual position of both respecting him. And so, yes, there's an element of, I won't call it fear, but again, understanding the power the devil wields on this earth but not fearing yeah. Him because we are in Christ. I have two responses to it. One is that we are never told in the New Testament, for example, never told that we are to live looking for the Antichrist. No. We are to live mm -hmm. looking for Jesus Christ. Amen. The only ones who have told to live looking for the Antichrist are the Jewish people where Jesus said, you better watch when He appears, you better get out of Jerusalem as fast as you can get out. But we are never told that, the church. No. Uh, in fact, here's what we are told. Jesus in Luke 21 and verse 36 goes through all of the horrors of the, of the tribulation. And right at the end He says, But keep on the alert at all times, praying in order that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So, when people accuse me of being an escapist, I say, Well, <laughs> Jesus said, Pray that you may escape these things. Right. I guess Noah was an escapist. I guess Lot was an escapist. God in His grace and mercy always warns before He pours out His wrath. And brother, He's doing that today in this worldwide epidemic. 
He is warning, He is calling this earth to repentance in His grace and mercy. He's giving us a chance to repent before He pours out His wrath. Amen. And we're seeing too a premonition of what the great delusion will be. When the rapture of the church happens, it says the people willingly believe a lie, whatever the lie is that explains the rapture away. We're seeing people decide that police forces aren't necessary to defend <laughs> cities and that only certain races' lives matter and not everybody. And there's this mindset of insanity that's gripped the world, and it's easy to see how I am the world so will glad you mentioned that because in Romans 1 it says that when a nation that God has blessed begins to rebel against Him, that God will step back and lower the hedge of protection, and what will happen, it will be a sexual revolution, which occurred in this country in the 60s. Then it says if the nation continues to rebel and doesn't repent, he'll step back a second time, lower the hedge, and there will be a great outbreak of homosexuality. Then it says that if the uh, society continues to refuse, he will step back a third time, and that third time he will turn the society over to a depraved mind. And we are seeing oh. so many depraved we, we recommendations today, like doing away with the police. Drag queen story hour for <laughs> yeah. little children. Well, we've, we've commented on those things many, many times. Obviously, yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ came not to save any one race or. Yeah tribe of people, but for all mankind, regardless of race, color, or creed. And so, the blood of Christ, the red blood of Christ covers all mankind who will put their faith in Him. And I go back to what we closed out our previous segment on, which is Paul's declaration in 2 Timothy verse 1-7, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or of fear, but of power and love and discipline. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our discussion of whether or not we are currently in the Tribulation. Dave, I think we've made our answer to that question very clear, but what else do you have for us? Well, folks, I would like to present a summary of all that we have said on this program, and I want to do so by presenting a brief video that is a part of a new outreach of this ministry. It's called Prophetic Perspectives. These are brief videos prepared by the three of us that we post on our website. They consist of Biblical perspectives on current national and international events. I was particularly impressed recently when I saw one that was prepared by Tim and, and Nathan, and I would like to share it with you right now as a summary of this program. Hello, my name is Nathan Jones, the Internet Evangelist with Lamb and Lion Ministries. And I'm Tim Moore, the Associate Evangelist for Lamb and Lion Ministries, and we're glad you have joined us today. We're going to continue a conversation about this current coronavirus pandemic and a lot of questions that are on people's hearts and minds. One of which, quite frankly, is, is this the end of the world? Are we in the tribulation, perhaps? Nathan, what do you think? Well, I would say definitely not, folks. We are not living in that seven-year time period that has been prophesied throughout the Bible, the time of Jacob troubles or the last days, where we read that God will pour out 21 judgments, as explained in Revelation 6 through 19, that will befall the earth to judge the earth for its sins. Clearly, we are in a time period leading up to that, that Jesus taught in Luke 21 and Matthew 24, where He gave 10 signs that were prophesied that we would be getting closer and closer to His soon return. They'd come more frequent and intense like birth pains, 
Tim, I would say that the two of categories that the coronavirus would fall under is one, pestilence, which would be increase of plagues and pestilence yes. the next day, and two, fearful events as the results of this, obviously, will be economic collapse, people suicide. Yes. What do you think? Well, I agree with you completely, and I appreciate what you said about birth pangs, because the Lord in Matthew chapter 24 referred to all of the natural signs, the other cataclysms, even the, the hearing and the rumors of wars uh, that would happen, and He said all those things must take place. But then in Matthew 24 verse 8, He said, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. And we know that birth pangs, at least everyone who's had a child or whose wife has had a baby, knows that birth pangs begin slowly and infrequently they increase in both intensity and in frequency until the moment that a baby arrives, the birth. And so when the birth pangs start, you know that that birth is imminent and coming very soon, but you don't know the exact moment. And of course in Luke chapter 21, the Lord continued that same thought. It was the same sermon, but in verses 10 through 11, He says, "...nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes, and in various places plagues and famines, and there will be terrors and great signs from heavens." We are living in a time of great terror and fear from a whole host of, of calamities that could befall the earth, but we are also experiencing at this moment a plague of virtual biblical proportions. And we hear scientists tell us it could get even worse. One of the messages we want to convey is, no, this is not the tribulation, although it is a time of tribulation, if you will. But we also know that this is a demonstration that the Lord is giving warning that the end times are drawing very close. And that's another part of His attribute, Nathan, that we've been discussing already. He always warns before He brings a final judgment. This is a global warning by God saying, look up, I'm coming back soon. And so that begs the question, how are you responding to that? Are you looking at the signs of the times that show that Jesus Christ is returning soon? And if so, why not? You should look at the signs of the times because the Lord wants you to know that He's coming back. And when He comes back to take the church up to heaven to be with Him in an event called the rapture, then the tribulation happens. So folks, we are not in the tribulation. No, we're not. And this is not the end of the world. But, but hear us clearly. That time is coming. And your opportunity for accepting Jesus Christ will come to an end at some point. Folks, whether or not this pestilence or the truck speeding down the road and crossing over the center line or any other of a host of reasons are what brings you to the end of this life, you will die unless the Lord comes and you are raptured up with the rest of us who are part of the church. And so instead of being fearful of that event, I hope that it will motivate you to consider even right now turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, accepting Him, repenting, and being assured of your eternal life. And with that great hope and, and blessed hope, we bid you a, uh, a blessing this day, and Godspeed. Well, folks, that's our program for today. We hope it has been a blessing to you, and we hope also, Lord willing, that you will be back with us next week. Until then, this is Tim Moore speaking for Lamb & Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Where will the Antichrist come from? Will he be a Jew or a Gentile? Dr. David Reagan's book, The Man of Lawlessness, The Antichrist and the Tribulation, answers these and other questions, such as, could he be a Muslim? Is he alive today? Will he be killed and resurrected? Where will his headquarters be located? Will he actually control the whole world? Will he be possessed by Satan? And will Christians have to face him? 
Dr. Reagan discusses these compelling topics and even enlists 22 Bible prophecy experts to give their unique perspectives on them. You will not want to miss this opportunity to survey the career of the Antichrist during the coming tribulation. Get your copy of The Man of Lawlessness, The Antichrist and the Tribulation. Call the number you see on the screen, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, and ask for it by name. Or go to our website at lamblion.com. It is available for a gift of $20 or more. As a bonus, we will send you a complimentary copy of Dr. Reagan's DVD, Wars of the End Times. Ask for offer 938. Both the book and the video can be yours for a gift of $20 or more. Again, place your order by calling the number you see on the screen or by accessing our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 